Create Art Podcast. Conversations from IT to Poetry with Kyle Bondo. Hello, friends. This is Timothy Kim O'Brien, your head instigator here at Create Art Podcast, where I bring over 20 years of experience in the art world to help you unleash your inner creative and to tame that inner critic. Today, we're going to be talking about how someone goes from doing IT all the time into doing poetry. We have my good friend and co-host on Podrect, the other podcast that I run, Kyle Bondo, with us, and he has decades of experience in IT. But he did a little experiment this year, and in April, I helped him get started with Napo Rimo, National Poetry Writing Month. And we did 30 days of poetry together. So stay tuned and listen to what he found out. Speaking about doing something new with your life, this is part of the Gagopod Network. Gagopod, where we help creatives tell their story through the power of podcasting. Kyle Bondo and I have been doing this since 2016, helping people just like you find your voice. You can check all of our shows out in the network at gagglepod.com. That's G-A-G-G-L-E-P-O-D.com. And make sure that you subscribe to all the shows, especially our flagship show, Podrect, where we help listeners like you survive your podcast. Now, let's get with Kyle and talk about going from IT to poetry. Kyle, how are you doing this fine evening? Oh, pretty good. That even rhymed. I like that. Sketchy. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a part-time poet myself. <laughs> I'd like to, uh, you started up something uh, really cool this year, and I'd like to uh, dive into it a little bit here. And uh, you're, you're trying out things that make you feel uncomfortable, things that you haven't done before. And poetry is definitely one of those uh, that you haven't done. What's the whole idea of you trying new things um, that uh, for this year, for 2020, of all years to try it? 2020 seems like a great year to try it. It does seem like a great year to try that. Um, I heard a, a talk. Uh, Jordan Peterson was on a podcast uh, with a guy named Jocko talking about the nature of fear and doing things that you're afraid to do. And they, they were talking about how do you get rid of the fear? How do you conquer the fear? And really what came from that was you never really get rid of fear. What you do is you get braver and you start to, you say, you start to get almost like, they use the word aggression only because Jocko, I think is a Navy SEAL that you get a, you get really focused on getting, pushing past the fear by being braver than the fear itself. So that's really kind of the, was the, the beginning pieces of, okay, well, if that's, if that's the thing, what am I afraid of? And what I'm afraid of is digging deep into my, you know, into my psyche, digging deep in my, you know, breaking apart some stuff that, uh, that things of art, you know, some of the art stuff, some of the things like my comfort zone where I'm, I'm very, very good at certain things and there are things I'm really, really bad at or doing things that uh, challenge me. Because when you have to, we have to do something that you're not good at. That's that's like a lot of places people quit. It's because they, you know, the whole reason why they do the things they're good at is because they're they're good at them. They get the accolades. Everyone thinks they're really good. That uh, their their products are are fantastic. People want to buy all that kind of things. 
But if you really suffer at, at another type of art or another type of creativity and you don't ever exercise it, then it never, it never gets any reps, never gets any, never gets stronger. And a lot of those things are a little bit scary because it's with, especially with this, with, with doing something like poetry, it was getting vulnerable because at first it was okay i can i can do rhyming the poetry is just rhyming right all you do is just you know sing song it's it's dr seuss it's you know it's not really that hard and i think it was i think it was you that said is is poetry isn't even really about a thing or about a, a situ you know about like a that doesn't really tell a story it can but it doesn't really story. it's like it captures a moment and when you said it captures a moment, that's when I was like, wow, I wonder, I wonder if I have the ability to do something like that. Can I, first, can I do it? And second, what about that will, will teach me something about myself that I didn't know, which is very, very woo-woo and a little bit, uh, you know, it's kind of scary to be vulnerable, to put art out there and say, sure. I, I've made this poem and people, you know, the, fir- the first thing you think of is, oh, everyone's going to hate it. It's not that good. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as the other poems. You start reading the other poems and you're like, oh, this is, this is not good at all. And so you're, you have that whole imposter syndrome of, of learning to, I heard, a, heard someone talk about it. It's like, it's not crawl, walk, run. It's burp crawl walk run so learning to burp i think i'm like the infancy of my 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 poetry mind but by doing it it not only did it reawaken some of my stuff that i've of other creative things i've been working on but it also it uh it challenged the heck out of me i mean there were some of those poems that i that were written and I'm sure you'll get into the whole reason why this even happened, but some of the poems was a, was a huge mm-hmm. challenge. And I decided in 2020 that I was going to do things that uh, I was not good at. I was going to do things that scared me. I was going to do things that would try to expand my understanding of, of certain things so that I could see past some roadblocks I had. Riding roadblocks, mm-hmm. creative roadblocks, et cetera, professional roadblocks. And that was the goal. And so far, I've managed to do a lot of scary stuff. <laughs> I think, mm-hmm. or I correct that, not scary stuff. I've been brave a lot more this this year than I have in past years, and it has led to very good results. There, that's a that's a good way to say that. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> now, Kyle, uh, we're we're kind of talking about uh, the whole uh, NAPO RIMO National Poetry Writing uh, Month or the uh, Global Poetry Writing Month, um, and that happens every year in April. And I uh, I encourage you to uh, jump into that. But before then, before you did uh, the uh, thirty poems in thirty days, which is quite a feat for anybody to do, even even somebody that does poetry all the time. Um, what was your experience with poetry? Uh, I know a lot of us get it in high school and middle school and all that kind of jazz. How about for you? What, what was your experience uh, with poetry? Uh, what formed your opinions of poetry? Well, I, I'm a I'm a huge Tolkien fan, and in a lot of Tolkien books, there are this you know the Elvish and, and the writings that are very almost like the songs that he has in there. So that was my like as a, as a young age. That's kind of where some of that was. That and Doctor Seuss. You know, everyone knows Doctor Seuss. You know mm-hmm. when. One box, two box, red box, blue box, those kind of things. And so I know the sing-songy parts of, of poetry. Um, 
I uh, originally grew up in Seattle, so you know, you know, you get the you get exposed to Sir Mix a lot, and uh, and some of those kind of you know, you get the the first the the rise of hip hop. You get some of those those catchy tunes in your head. So I understand the music version of the rhyming and the the pieces that that are involved in that, and played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. So for some reason, we went uh, at like one year we went down a whole haiku. Uh, challenge with some friends that you know who could write the worst haiku, and uh, you can you can write some pretty bad haikus. <laughs> you know, you get really <laughs> true. And when you're you know when you're 15, I mean, come on, you know, you know everything is a, everything is a joke. So, but from that from th- from those experiences, that's where it tapers off. And then poetry just becomes a, a thing in the background. You know, there might be a couple poems I like you know, the, the path that diverges in the woods or, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, what is it? The, the shout at the, that the light, the, 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 the screaming of the light. Oh, or, rage, rage, at the rage, rage, the rage light. The light. Yeah. yeah. So the, like those kind of poems kind of pop up here and there that you're like, Oh, that one really talks to me. And so you have some favorites and, uh, and I was a, I've always been kind of a big fan of Edgar Allan Poe's writing, which is kind of very, you know, poem related in some sense, kind of the way he writes. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's really the influences is, is, is kind of high school ish and then some dabbling in between and then nothing, nothing, unless you, unless you want to call right. writing code poetry. And some people even relate code writing in IT to poetry mm-hmm. and yeah, okay. Then I guess I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a master of, of different languages inside of, of actual programming language. But yeah, no, this was, this was 30 days of this was like nothing I'd ever done before. This was sweet. And, and it's doable. It was very doable. Mm-hmm. Do one poem a day was a very simple goal. And then you get mm-hmm. the prompt and you do, you see, you read the prompt and you decide on what the poem's going to be, and for some reason, it would take me hours, <laughs> take me hours to to come up. Some of my poems are really short. It take me hours to think up some of the things, and some of the challenges were even made it even harder because they would they would you know the notch would go up and the you know the temperature would get raised just a little bit more with each with each day. A new challenge would happen, and you can't just repeat the same stuff as you did before. So. You have to expand yourself. And I think that was the, the, it was, it was an easy goal to reach to do one a day, but surprisingly it was incredibly, it was, it was incredibly hard some days. Some of these, some of these poems are are tough to do and I didn't see that coming. So that was a surprise. I, I definitely didn't warn you about that because it is a, it is a slog for 30 days. You have to commit yourself to going ahead and doing this. And the other thing I didn't tell you is that you could, there's other prompts that happen uh, during that time yeah. that you can utilize. I know I utilized one of them because I wasn't happy with the prompt that uh, Napo Rimmel gave me. And I used a whole other uh, prompt book. And I said, eh, I'm, I'm writing 30 poems, 30 days through, pops, uh, through prompts. And, um, you know, I, I got it done and got it knocked out. But yeah, some of those, it's, you know, Okay, if you want to rhyme it, that's fine, but this is the rhyme scheme that you have to use. Something that I really, uh, that you just mentioned here um, about coding. Now, 
you're doing this whole year of, you know, doing things that, um, um, are, are frightening that can be frightening, uh, <laughs> that are ch- challenging your bravery. So I took, um, I, I took that to heart myself and I am doing a, um, uh, learning how to create a website myself. And when you said coding is a lot like poetry, it just rang with me because I know we we've talked back and forth about me and learning to code and all that kind of good stuff. And poetry is surprisingly a lot like uh, coding because you have a short amount of space and you want to be very precise with what you're doing because garbage in garbage out. It's, you know, if you write the code incorrectly, the computer's not going to do what you want it to do. You won't get a beautiful, hot dog with, you know, mustard and relish on, on the screen, which is what I've been shooting you. But uh, you'll, you'll get something with uh, ketchup on it. And that's, you know, you can't have that on a hot dog. I don't know about you, but you can't have ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> what Shakespeare say is brevity is the source of wit. Yeah, the same in poetry, the same in coding is you want to do or write as least many, as least amount of lines as possible in order to get the task accomplished. Yeah. And poetry has that too. Is there some poems that are, it was, you just, I didn't know you could write a poem that was three lines long. You know, I thought that that's a haiku, right? Well, no, I just write a regular poem, three lines long. I didn't know that was a thing. And now I do. And mm-hmm. just like, you know, some other poems were, you know, paragraphs, other poems were three lines long. I didn't know that those were both poems. So I even this whole time learned some stuff about, about the, just the art form itself that I didn't know what actually constituted a poem. And it turns out there's a, there are things that I see every day that I now realize, oh my gosh, that's that's kind of a poem. Like you could call that a poem just as much as you could call that copy or or you know a, you know a, what a synopsis or there's a couple different you know, ways you could interpret everyday writing. And I didn't realize that you can actually be poetic in like a technical manual. <laughs> and which you could yeah which it's a great <laughs> it's a great thing like myself I, I was thinking html that's the only thing out there now today i'm learning XHTML and css and i'm just like when did all this stuff happen i mean when i was in high school we learned uh turbo pascal and fortran and wow, cobalt dating, dating yourself um, now <laughs> i'm i'm old <laughs> i am very old but I mean, I've never used that because I haven't gone into the IT field. But um, you know, with you going into the IT field, you know all these kind of languages. You know all these t- types of coding and programs, and it's second nature to you now. I mean, you can look at uh, any website, and you know, once you get the code on it, you can go, "Oh, change this, change that." Boom! Now I have red lettering instead of black lettering on a black background. It's a lot like ice cream. Coding is like ice cream: is you use it or it melts. And that's the, that's the most difficult part is you can become a master at a certain type of programming language and a year later they've come out with a new one and now you're a master at something that no one uses anymore and you have to be the beginner again. And that's a really interesting concept within IT is you're constantly becoming the beginner again unless you specialize on something that is really, really obscure like mainframes. Mainframes have been around for 40 years. If you've been a mainframe you know, person, you break cobalt or something like that, you could probably eke out a, a life until you retire. But most coding languages have been replaced by other things along the lines where you're the master one day and then you're not the next day. And so this is, that's a, that's, that's another true. interesting thing about the, the skill levels is, is 
especially with, with this poetry challenge is I didn't think that, that uh, writing a poem made me like with it, like you immediately become comparable to other people where it's like, Oh, I'm an amateur. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to write poems. I wrote a poem, you know, I, I obviously the other people wrote better poems and then I read some of the people's poems and they're pretty good. And then you start going, maybe my poem's not so bad. It's like you start, you can, it's like the comparing yourself in the poetry world has to be impossible because what's it's, it's very subjective and the same in, but in, in it is the same way because you could write the same line of code 15 different ways and get the same result and it all be good. Mm-hmm. And so that's, again, the, the code is poetry. I think stands that they're, they're almost, they're almost like brothers or you know, siblings in that sense that uh, mm-hmm. I don't think people give coding enough credit for being poetic, poetic. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to challenge all the listeners here um, to go. If you already learn code, Go write some poetry. If you write poetry, learn how to code. I think that, that that's a good challenge for huh. anybody to go ahead and do. So I'd like to talk to you a, a little bit about um, the actual Napo Rimo, um, the, the the event that you did. And I'd like to ask you about what was the result of it? We're going to go deeper into Napo Rimo, but okay. when you got all the way done with those 30 poems in 30 days, what happened? Well, first off, getting to 30 days is a huge like, woohoo. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> yes, it you is. Kinda, you kind of go back and you, you, you read it. You read some of the stuff you wrote. And mm-hmm. you for, like some of these poems, just, just because of this coming up, I was looking through some of these poems. I forgot it even wrote some of these poems. They had just been like in the moment type of, uh, of creations. But uh Someone reached out to me at the end of this and said, hey, I read a couple of your poems. We want to put them in one of these poetry books. I was like, what? That's a thing? <laughs> Turns out. That, and that's another thing about Napo Rimo that you don't really realize is, is every single day there's a new resource. There's a new uh, per, uh, thing to check in the poetry world. So if you have never done poetry at all, like, like basically I hadn't, Every single prompt within the NapoRimo system of, of prompts during that particular year not only leads you to a resource that leads you down a rabbit hole for other poetry things, but also leads you to places like, like uh, the, rhyme, the rhyme dictionary. There was a couple different resources where mm-hmm. I learned how to, uh, you know, oh, this is an awesome thing for learning how to rhyme words with one another. Uh, learning how to do synonyms and, and, you know, you start getting deep into the, the thesaurus of trying to find your word choices. And then that also expanded my word, my vocabulary. And suddenly I used, uh, when I write for, uh, for other, you know, other projects, I use Grammarly, which does my spell checking. And every week Grammarly will send you a report and say, you know, Hey, you've been this, you've been this active and you've made this many mistakes versus other people. And then it would tell you about word choice. And for like two months straight, it said I was in the 99th percentile of people who had the word choice. I was like, holy smokes, why is that? It turns out because I'd just been using words that don't normally use. And so that opened up exactly. another is these new words and new ways of writing. And word choice became, I always say it became maybe a better writer. 
is these 30 days actually improved some of my writing so that I was not being repetitive. I was noticing my habits as far as different words that I would repeat, you know, repeat over and over and over again. I would start using different word choice. And so and it, yeah, ultimately, you get a little more creative, I think. I believe so. And it, it, it reminds me kind of like interval uh, training uh, for like when you're at the gym and all that kind of good stuff. And you're always doing something new every day. You, you, yeah. you can't rest on, okay, well, I'm going to do, you know, 30 haikus. You don't do 30 haikus. You may do a haiku and then you do a tanka, which is another short form of poetry, which I really enjoy. And then you'll do an ode, which is a couple of paragraphs of, uh, of poetry. And, uh, you know, it's that kind of interval training that, uh, really, uh, keeps you engaged in, uh, in the process and, and in the, uh, program itself. Now I'd like to jump into what kept you on track with the prompts. Cause you're like me, we work, you know, full-time jobs. We've got families. What kept you on track with knocking out those prompts every day? Well, full disclosure, in 30 days, you didn't. <laughs> I fell off the wagon did a I. couple times, right? Where I had to do two poems in one day. And I think in one instance, I think I had to do like three poems on a Saturday. So it, you know, it, you have to, you know, have to work life balance through the whole thing. But that only happened maybe four or five times throughout the entire challenge. So it wasn't like I, you know, I was finishing, you know, two weeks after it, uh, I I I drop back a day or two and then catch up and drop back a day or two and catch up a couple times during the challenge. But uh, first thing was is I I I committed myself to doing it, and so I said this is the goal. I'm going to do this goal. I'm not going to I'm not going to just you know quit on this. And you know because you're my best friend on top of that too, and and saying that mm-hmm. like like you know. You were, did you get your poem done? <laughs> and then I would say, get your poem done. <laughs> you know, there, there's a little rivalry there to, to go on the, on the lines. And, and, and in some ways, I wanted to write some poems that would be like, oh, yeah, Tim's going to love this one. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of mm-hmm. that in there for a couple. Or the very first days were kind of like that. But once that kind of mm-hmm. passed, like through the first week or two, or two, it starts to become something a little more personal because as these prompts start to change, and you start to think of new ideas and new ways to new directions to take some of these poems, especially with the way the prompts go, because they'll introduce you to other poets. And so you start reading poetry that you've never seen before and you didn't even know existed. And you start to read the works of other people and you you start to go, wow, this is, this is some very deep, intense stuff. Like, could I write a poem equally as deep and intense and that's mm-hmm. when you go well what would that look like and if you after reading some of these poems these poems you sort of go okay well that would have to you know it would deal with my mother's death or that would have to deal with mm-hmm. you know, I, I spent a lot of time in civil war battlefield so i has to deal with you know what, what 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 happened to the people here is there a way to tell a story in a poem about uh, you know soldiers dying on a battlefield or you start to get really deep into you know different type of of uh, of elements of of science fiction or things you did in childhood or the you know the bully that beat you up and you start to to really start to crack open this it's like 
it's amazing how many possibilities you can choose from if you just allow yourself a little bit of vulnerability. And reading those other poets, I think, is what did that. So it started with 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 wanting to make sure that uh, you know I kept up with you. It was like you know race the race <laughs> neck and neck, right? The rivalry. But as I started to read new and more and more poets and start to realize what exactly I was getting myself into, something new happened. Something, something interesting happened in reading some of these people because some of these poets, there's some poems you're like, you read them, you're like, okay, whatever. The others you read and you're sure. like, ouch, like that hit, that, that, that reminded me of this situation that then reminds me of this. And now it takes me back to a place I didn't, I, I totally forgot I was even at. And so there's, mm-hmm. there's that element. Of it. And if people don't think that happens, then you're not trying hard enough. Exactly. And, and I got, I got to applaud you. You really, uh, for the first time doing it, you knocked it out of the ballpark. Uh, and I'm not just saying that cause you're a friend of mine. I'm, I'm saying I, I'm really impressed cause that's something that, uh, when I first started writing poetry in high school, yeah, I wrote, I would write like, you know, four or five poems a day, but they were crap and I wasn't getting any prompts. I was just like, you know, writing it down, but actually learning and having that restriction of, you know, what you can write about. You can write about anything. You can write about a billion things. But then when you narrow it down and you go, okay, so the topic is going to be on um, the uh, the yellow of the leaves that are outside your house right now, and you have to do it in three lines. Go. That, it, that takes a lot from anybody to be creative inside that restriction. Um, and, and how is that for you having, having the restrictions, you know, knocking out a poem a day and following the prompts, which I got to say you did very well. I, you followed, you know, pretty much all 30 prompts. I was the one that cheated. I I'm admitting you're in it. You're in an advanced class. <laughs> well, yeah. What can I, I've been doing it for a minute or two, but for you having that, um, having that restriction, was it a comforting thing for you? Versus if I just said, hey, Kyle, write 30 poems in 30 days, anything you want to go, go. No, I think it, I think the constraints, the constraints helped, even though they were tough. You knew where the boundaries were. You knew what, to, you know, you, you knew where you were kind of, you know, what you could and couldn't do. There was a one poem where you had to like, uh, you had to change like every other word, like the rhyming schemes would start to become uh, different. And that's where you, you really kind of, get into the the framework of poetry. So not only do you read poets you never heard of before, you start to understand that, oh, there is a pattern here. And he was like, yo, write this poem, you have to do two, two, three, two, four. And you're always like, do what? And it this and it's called the, you know, the Takata. And it was like, it's called the what? They have names? These things have it's like, who created this stuff? There's like this whole world you're exposed to, you didn't even know existed. And it was tough to, to rhyme something that also made sense, that also stuck with the whole premise of what you were writing about. That was tough. But mm-hmm. the constraints and, and as a, and I, my past life was as a graphic designer, constraints always make you more creative, way more creative than if you could just create anything. Because if you create anything, then you're, you're doing art for the sake of yourself, which is very subjective where if you have constraints, you're being very objective in that you know what it can't be. So that's all gone. So what you have left mm-hmm. over makes you really 
find things that you never would have found if those constraints hadn't been there. And yeah, I think the constraints for this, if you are, if you are diving into poetry and want to, you know, control, well, control is the wrong word. Uh, you want to experience a, a, like a sampling of different kind of poetry techniques, different poets and different uh, patterns. This is the way to do it because you're exposed to a, something different every day. And there are a few poem styles that I really liked. I didn't realize I'd liked. There are a few poem styles that I absolutely do not like that are horrific and I hated them. And it took me a long time to write one of those mm-hmm. poems, but I did it anyway. And just kind of like, so there's a couple of them I just shipped. You know, I just like, okay, you know what? I don't like this style, but I'm just going to write something. And then, and what happens is when you go, you start to realize like, I didn't realize, why do I not like this style? What about this style do I not like? Mm-hmm. And then I realized that all my poems that I was writing in that period, particular time were being too serious. I was trying to be deep, you know, Kyle was, let's get, let's get close to the microphone here. Kyle wants to be edgy. I want to be deep, man. <laughs> a lot of snapping, a lot of beat neck kind of stuff. And then I, I, yeah. I realized that, wow, why are you so serious, Kyle? Oh, lighten the heck up. And so a couple of the poems started becoming like fun. I started like, you know, making fun and playing and being, you know, almost comedian-like in some of them. And I didn't realize I could do that. I thought all poetry had to be deep and inspiring and, you know, thoughtful. And, you know, you have to have like, a little lesson has to be in there. Where's the moral, you know? But uh, I realize it's not Hansel and Gretel. It can be Dr. Seuss. It can be fun and bouncy and playful. And, and when you, realize, you come to that realization that you can do that, then you stop, it's, it stops being so dark. <laughs> like you can get into, I think poetry can lead you down a dark road sometimes because you're like, you know, you're pulling out. You know, my childhood was full of bullies and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a lot of dark places I can go. But hey, some of them are they're all dark. Some of them were happy, fun places. Let's go there too. You don't have to just go down the dark ones. And I didn't realize that I had that mm-hmm. option. So I think that uh, that helped. And so the constraints are definitely worthwhile when you want to, when you don't know what you like. It's like a, a buffet or, you know, like you're, you're sampling. Yeah. And I think sampling is important, so even in poetry. So bingo, bingo. Go to a buffet, folks. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> don't go to a buffet now. <laughs> don't do it now. Virtual buffet. Unless they got a really good, unless they got a really good sneeze guard, then you're good. Watching someone <laughs> dig their meaty hands into the cheese sticks, looking for the perfect wing. Oh, <laughs> no. There's a poem in there. No. <laughs> So, uh, I, Kyle, I, I definitely want to uh, talk to you about. Um, you had mentioned this a little bit because I, I was uh, I was going through uh, this with you, uh, but what else kept you going uh, for this thirty days? You, you didn't get paid for this. Uh, you uh, you didn't win an award necessarily for this, but um, you know, and and you're doing this thing this year of you know trying things that uh, that are are testing your bravery what kept you going for 30 days besides me you know henpecking you and harassing you every day it's the and and it's okay for you to say you henpecking me harassing me every day <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's there's that there's, there's that part of that and we were we, we covered that already mm-hmm. there, there's that part of it too the uh for this it was it's to keep me going I didn't know it was going to be on the other end. 
And this is something that I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 plus years young that I'm starting to realize that sometimes you have to walk through the whole, you know, what's that? There's a Joseph Campbell saying that says the treasure you seek lies in the cave you are afraid to enter. And so it's one of those things where I didn't know what I didn't know. And so to go through all 30 days of writing poetry, I think was something that had to happen before I completely understood what it is this was trying to teach me. I think there's a lesson. There's a lesson in everything. I, I, I'm never going to stop learning. I'm a lifetime learner. And that if I was going to do this, it wasn't going to be half-ass. It was going to be full, full tilt boogie all 30 days and then retrospective afterwards to kind of figure out what about this did I, did I, did I learn from this? And I think and we've kind of covered a couple of them, but, but uh, fundamentally the learning of this is, is I still can do something I set my mind to. If I set a goal, I can still accomplish it, but it challenged my, my writing in a way that I had never had a challenge before. And you get in ruts, you get in these ruts where you, you, you go back to the same old well that you've been going to for 20 some odd years of writing. And you use the same old prose and you, you start your sentences the same way, you know, first and next and lastly, and, you know, unfortunately and however's and all that kind of stuff. And you start to, you start to realize that you become very formulaic in your writing poet poetry, and especially this kind of challenge knocks the tar out of you with, with respect to that. And after 30 days of it, you can look back and I can look back and say, well, not only did I write 30 poems, but some of these poems are not bad. And some of these poems actually inspired other ideas and other creative product projects. And uh, I, uh, I really love the, the concept, even though I'm, I'm still kind of a newbie in audio drama, podcast creation or radio dramas, that uh, that kind of some of these poems inspired. I was like, oh my gosh! Well, if this if I wrote this poem, and then well, what if this was like a couple characters, and they're on a spaceship, and maybe they're out, you know, you could really kind of like take that off into a whole other direction. It could almost be a pitch, or you know, the synopsis to a story. It could be a book. It could be a lot of different things, and that's really what this came from. I realized that by forcing yourself to go down some of these rabbit holes, you. You start that, that creative muscle is a muscle. It's got to go to the gym, got to do your reps, Mm -hmm. just like drawing, you know, every now and then I just have to draw something. Every now and then I just got to create something. I have to podcast something. I have to uh, design something. I have to keep doing that because Mm -hmm. if I stop doing it, those, I lose those muscles. I realized, I didn't realize that this was a muscle and 30 days worth of it. I can see the benefit of it. So if I need to exercise this muscle again, I now know that this tool exists. 30 days of poetry is a tool. Once you do 30 days of poetry, you now, not only do you have a better, better writing and word choice, but I think it gets you out of that rut. And so you have to go to the end before you know that that's what that, what that's happened there. And this is something we tell even like newbie podcasters too, is like, there are all the advice in the world I can tell you about podcasting, but until you turn on the microphone and record your first episode, you don't know what to ask. And once they get past that first episode, suddenly all the questions change. They're completely different questions now because now they've, they've gotten rid of the fear. They've got brave, got to the microphone, they got rid of the fear. And now they understand like, oh, this thing's not going to bite me. 
I could actually talk to you correctly about new things I never <laughs> even knew I had to ask. And I think the poetry is the same way. I, mm-hmm. There are the things about poetry I know now that I didn't know before that, that have made me a better creative. Speaking about bravery and, and being a creative, Kyle, where can people go to take a look at your poetry? So be I, brave. You can yeah, do it. Be brave. So I have a website. It's called kylebondo.com. I know it's very original. And uh, if you go to kylebondo.com and go to the, uh, the menu at the top, it's broken up into a couple different things. But article under articles is a subcategory called poetry of all things. And right. that's, that's where you can find it. And all 30 of them are there Perfect. with uh, some of the uh, graphics created by uh, my, my youngest, which is kind of cool. But uh, it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, all 30, all 30 of my crazy poems are there. And after you know, looking at some of these, I'm like, wow, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> I, was like, I wrote that. What poem was that one? What, what, what is this? Oh, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. that poem. Oh, I and it kind of takes you back. It's almost like little memories. So, yep. And it's a great little uh, snapshot in time, which I told you a long time ago. The poem is just that snapshot. It's not, you know, it's not your whole life. It's that little snapshot uh, that you're doing there. And that's one of the things I love about poetry is I can pick up stuff that I wrote 10, 15 years ago. And I can go, oh, I know right where I was at. I can tell you the girl I was dating at the time, the job that I had, and the apartment I was living in, the city I was living in. Because, well, that's how I do my poetry is I, I put all that information in there so that I remember it, but it really does take you back and uh, it gives you a, a nice little snapshot there. A nice little trip down memory lane. Some of my poems I don't open because I don't want to go down that memory lane and, and that's yeah. okay. Uh, one of the things I noticed about, uh, about your poetry is, and you had talked about this a little bit, you know, it was a little kind of, you know, me harassing you all the time. Hey, you know, is this done yet? Is this done yet? And honestly, I didn't have to push you that hard. You were right there with me the whole time. Um, one of the things I noticed that is like after the first few days, probably about day six or day seven, um, it, it felt to me like you really broke open yourself and you're like, here I am. And, and you really came into your own uh, with the whole process. And for me, folks, check out all 30 poems of his. They're really good. For a first time out, they are some really good poems. I, I got to say that for sure. But um, check his stuff out. Kyle, we're going to close out here. Um, but I would like to uh, ask you two questions. One. Okay. Is there anything here that we haven't touched on that you would like to talk about? <laughs> in regards to poetry the open ender right yes absolutely yeah well it, it's interesting because anything you'd want to say to the audience well last year i did uh i did something called inktober which was 30 days of drawing and instead of drawing i would write a story it's like one paragraph of a story for 30 days i would write this story and i created a story this way this when i i first started one of these very these 30 day challenges from that 30-day challenge, I decided to take that story, create a podcast about it. So I created a podcast called uh, Pause for Dramatic Effect, in which I recruited uh, at gunpoint my family and my friends to be actors. In fact, uh, your host there, Tim Bryan, is one of the voices in there. And in fact, I, I think his character is called Agent Just in Time, which is a nice play on words. But the 
<laughs> the challenge again was, you know, create a podcast, one episode every day for 30 days. And of course, take the most difficult podcast format there is, the audio drama format, which has not only acting, but sound effects and music and coordination and direction and do, you know, 30 of those. And what I learned at the end of Inktober and of, I think it's called National Podcast Post Month, Ned, Na Pod Pomo, there's all these really interesting yeah. words. And was, was, that was the discovery that sent me into, into 2020 that made me go, okay, it's time to, to really to up the ante of these challenges. So 30-day challenges, I think, are worthwhile only if you do them all the way through. And you, can't be, you don't have to be perfect. You can miss a couple of days and then catch up. That's, you know, there, are, there are no one holding your feet to the fire, that kind of thing. But it's worth doing all 30 and really kind of digging into all these little prompts with the with the, the poetry writing because at the end of those 30 days, there is some unexpected benefits that you don't really understand until you've gone the whole 30 days. So I think that's, I would rec- I would encourage anyone who hasn't done one before to try it. And you go on Instagram and just type in prompt or ink prompt or po- poem prompt. There's 10,000s of them out there. Just grab one, do your own. Kind of like, you know, play around with a little prompt kind of thing and, and see what you can, you, can, you can discover. Or do one like this, which I think was April. I think April was the month. Yes. Yeah. So you start it's, on April. It's every day, April. And you go through April. So you have some time, but uh, I think Inktober is coming up next month. So if you, instead of drawing every day, take a prompt and write a poem. You know, take every one of the, you know, and there's like 10,000 different poem uh, prompts out there. Do it. Grab one of those and do a 30-day challenge and see and see what that does. I think you will be pleasantly surprised what happens. Well, and there's also um, National uh, Novel Writing Month uh, that happens in November. Oh. And the National uh, Podcast a Day, you know, 30 podcast episodes in 30 days. I think that comes up in uh, November as well. Yep. 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 So you have many opportunities to go ahead and, and do that. Now, of course, you know, like uh, the na- novel writing month and the um, uh, the podcast episode month, they don't give you necessarily prompts. They just challenge you to go ahead and knock out 30, whereas the poetry does. Um, and Inktober, do uh, do they do, uh, do they give you prompts on what to draw? Depend there, Because there's so many of them. I think there's ones called, right. I think there's an actual Instagram feed called Inktober. That's the one I go to. That's, okay. That's the official one. <laughs> oh, go to the official one and make sure you go to the official KyleBondo.com. There's many out there, but you want to make sure you go to the right KyleBondo.com. No substitutes. <laughs> Except no substitutes. Absolutely not. Now, Kyle, our last question here for you tonight. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. Let's All right. Excellent. Kyle, how do you create more than you consume? Wow. Well, I think it's, I am a perpetual project, project creator. So because I'm a podcaster, I right now have three different podcasts that I'm creating. So I'm creating PodRect with you as we talk about podcasting and surviving your podcast. I do Not Easily Squished, which talk about podcast design. So the design elements, everything before the microphone type talk. And there I've been, I've been exploring other uh, creatives and what you can learn from other creatives about creating your own podcast ideas. And I do a Civil War podcast that I started called War Yankee. So I have those three I've been working on 
and the war Yankee started because I was, I was bored and I have all these battlefields around my house. So I started going to them and then I started writing down what I was reading and seeing in my Facebook feed. And someone goes, you know, you should start a podcast about that. Okay. So that's what that is. And then I've been, and this is in the course, this is with, uh, with your encouragement as well, writing these scripts for these audio dramas. So I have a couple of different audio dramas in the works uh, a couple comedies, some sci-fi ones, some thriller ones. Uh, I think I have probably 12 to 14 different audio drama ideas in the back of my head. So I do that a lot too. And then mm-hmm. I, as a, as a, as a web designer in my past life, I I've done, I constantly tweak and fix and do my, my websites and some of the, and other people's websites too, and work on, on those kind of things. So those are my those are my my big ones. I've been tinkering with a book or two or three. So <laughs> there's writings of books. There's uh, creating uh, articles and blog posts. I, I seem to do those uh, every, when the when the muse strikes me. But those are my. I think uh, of of all the things I do, the most fun I actually have. And here's a here's a something you'll never hear anywhere, anywhere else. But here, I I love creating podcast show art. I don't know what it is about drawing a little square, like I said, brains, <laughs> right? The little square and then trying to find a font that matches the attitude of the show and some graphics and, you know, they can be cartoony or maybe it's a, it's image manipulation, but uh, those, for some reason, those are a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and, uh, and you'll see, and, and Tim knows this too, is I, I do a lot of speaking in the podcasting circuit, I guess you could call it. And every, I think two or three uh, podcast talks in a row, I've created three different podcasts that do not exist. They're completely fake, (laughs) but I created the show art for it. The name of the podcast, it's got all, it looks like a real podcast, but it's not. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot of fun. I could almost, that'd be almost fun as a, like a, like a, like a 50 card pickup, you know, just to make a 52 cards worth of podcast uh, show art just for the fun of it. So Mm -hmm. that's my, there you go. There's. Here's what I create. I create those kind of things. Those are my my little tiny secrets. <laughs> and we definitely need those in the world. Awesome. Awesome to hear about that, Kyle. Kyle, I want to thank you for uh, joining us here on Create Art Podcast. Uh, we definitely appreciate your, your insight uh, into going from IT to poetry. So... I want to thank you for uh, sharing all your uh, wisdom here with us and, and, and your stories. And folks... Um, we will see you next episode. So go out there and create more than you consume. Thank you very much. Thanks.